You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. Barely. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Front row is here. Fritzy's still working from home via Zoom. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Great. Great. Good to see you. Good to be here with the boys, yes. even if I can't be in the studio. Well, thanks for all the emails and the text. <laughs> what does that mean? That means... Too many? Yeah, way too many. You overcompensated for not being able to come in. And that's why I said you don't have to send me everything with the emails and the text. And you were very thorough, but you were overcompensated. It's that, it's that, yeah, it's that self-conscious thing, like you got to do that much more because you can't physically yeah, be there. Absolutely. Right, that's fair. Okay. Well, you're missing out on a meat Friday, in case you're and wondering. And got meat Thursday, too. Yes, burgers, brats, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts, and chili. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I think we were kind of confused by the broccoli and Brussels sprouts. I asked for that. The curveball. I know. Well, I could just say we have burgers and brats. Yes. In chili. Nobody. 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 And then I'll have the broccoli and the Brussels sprouts. Why is everything with a B except for the chili? That's just just worked out accident. There. Yeah, yeah. Right. I threw in the Brussels sprouts and the broccoli. We could have had other vegetables in there, but right, uh, I got to send you a couple more texts. I'll be right back. All right, thank you, Todd. All right, we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all that for, forthcoming. Uh, you can be involved in the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up eight seven seven three DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Uh, a couple of things to start with. Of course, the NFL wildcard weekend starts tomorrow. Saturday starts with uh, my Bengals hosting the Raiders. And the playoffs are exciting for every fan base, but this could mean a little bit more for these two franchises because neither team was supposed to be here. Bengals coming off a four-win season. They lost Joe Burrow last year to that uh, ACL injury. The Bengals have a young core, but they weren't supposed to be this good this soon. And we all know what's happened with the Raiders on and off the field. John Gruden, they lost multiple starters due to off-the-field incidents. And every year we see usually three or four teams make that unexpected rise. And we don't know how this is going to play out tomorrow, but that's the beauty of the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. But these two teams are perfect examples of Hey, you can hope, you can wish. Unfortunately, one team's storybook season will come to an end on Saturday, but they deserve a lot of credit for their improbable runs. You look at um, wild card weekend and you look at big favorites, you know, obviously with what's happening with Kansas City and the Steelers, you know, the widest spread in the wild card era. This would go back to 1978 is 11 points. Now, that happened three times. Bears, Saints in 2021, Dolphins, Steelers in 2017, Vikings versus the Packers in 2013. All were 11-point underdogs. The three favorites did win, and uh, they also covered as well. The Steelers are in no man's land, 12-and-a-half-point underdogs. I don't see anything in the wild card era that comes close, well, is... is uh, that or a little bit higher. 11 points. Now it's 12 and a half. Um, you can't say the Steelers don't have a chance. Now, I heard that on the mothership earlier today. No names, but you can't say somebody doesn't have a chance. Like the Eagles have, don't have a chance against Tampa Bay. That was the team that was referred to on the mothership. And the, the, 
they do have a chance. They're playing. You know, the team that doesn't have a chance is the team that's not playing. You know, the Cleveland Browns have no chance this weekend to win a game. Philadelphia, granted, didn't beat any good teams this year, but they're in the game. If it rains, they got their running attack. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you look at uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe. Now, it feels like no chance. I'll be honest with you. But still, we, we go into this with they have no chance. How many times have we had to eat our words when somebody says, oh, they have no chance? I can go back to when Villanova upset Georgetown in the NCAA championship game. Oh, they have no chance. And then they won. You know, sports is littered with you got no chance, and then you do win. You know, when the, St- when the uh, Patriots and the Eagles met in the Super Bowl, oh, the Eagles, they got no chance. It's Nick Foles against Tom Brady. And then all of a sudden, they do have a chance. And then all of a sudden, they win the Super Bowl. We, you have a chance if you play. That's the beauty of this. It's not scripted. And the media should know better. We want to come up with a punishment. If you say someone has no chance and they win, I'm thinking you forfeit a paycheck. You have to sit out for a week. Suspended with no pay for a week. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Paulie. Okay, we have a couple more that aren't as terse as that, but that's good because you're, you're racing. I got to send a message. You're completely wrong. Yeah. Um, how about you have to run a lap of the building you work in outside and it's on TV? You know, go run a lap. Or you have to get a tattoo of the final score on your body. <laughs> so, like, whoever said the Eagles wait, have Wait, wait, you went from running a lap to getting a tattoo? Try to give variety. <laughs> so the analyst who said today the Eagles have no chance. If the Eagles win, that analyst should get the tattoo of the final score. Uh, that's a little rough. Yeah, see. <laughs> what about, uh, if I can add in one extra option, what if that analyst, should the Eagles win, have to refer to the fact that they blew that one for, like, the next season? Like, remember, well, I said that the Eagles had no chance, and obviously I was wrong about that, but, and then they have to keep going on. But, like, every sentence they utter for the next year, they have to open with that. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not perfect at these things, okay? I said the Eagles had no chance. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Be- because you just, when people say they have no chance, and then part of me goes, man, I, I hope that the Eagles keep this close. I don't really care, but the Steelers, I hope they keep it close. Yes, Todd? How about you have no chance of a raise, a promotion, or a bonus of any kind for an entire year? That's what you have no chance of. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. So three days of football. Get all your chores done today or tomorrow morning or by early afternoon. Get your supplies Do all the things you need to do because it's three days of football. You know, the mothership has a Monday night game this year. You know, that's fun. We get Cowboys, uh, 49ers. That's uh, that's saucy there. But three days. A couple other items here. The Texans fired David Culley yesterday. And I actually felt bad. I felt sorry. Now, David Culley, he was a lifer as an assistant coach. He got the opportunity, I think, because... Hey, nobody wants to – who wants to coach the Texans? Because there's no star power. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson. We didn't know what was going to happen. J.J. Watt was gone. DeAndre Hopkins was gone. I mean, it was a mess. And they're coming off, what, a four-win season. Who would want that job unless it's somebody who's never had a head coaching job and won't get another head coaching job after this either? Come on in, David Culley. 
And they did a disservice to him because he probably wasn't head coaching material, uh, even in a situation like this. But why not say to Romeo Cornell, why don't you stay on for another year? Why don't you, we'll elevate you to head coach status and salary. Let's just get us through this transitional period. But you bring in David Colley, and as Mike Florio pointed out on Pro Football Talk, you brought him in, you hired him to fire him. I mean, it was just a one and done. Hopefully you get rid of Deshaun Watson, and then you move on with the franchise. Then it becomes an attractive job or a more attractive job. But I felt bad for David Culley yesterday. It's like you're one and done. It's hard to be one and done in the NFL. One and done and you match the win total from the previous year. And, and the previous year you had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Like you, you did have some star power there for a little while. And I just, I, I felt bad for David. And I don't know him, but, you know, he'll get paid. You know, nice consolation prize. But still, there's that embarrassment of, hey, you only lasted one year as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, Impeller, uh, empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now, Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. All right, what's the uh, poll question we're going to go with, Paul? Well, we can start with that. Uh, what should happen to a media member if they say a team has no chance to win and that team wins, suspended without pay, run a lap around the building outside, no matter what the weather is, or tattoo of the final score on well, the body? Well, people are going to say tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. They're, they're, if anytime we have wheel of punishment, somebody goes, why did you get a tattoo? And I'm like, no. Get a tattoo and shave your eyebrows are the two most common. That is. For sure. But like, no, I just... Yeah. But I, I, I do think that we should have uh, some kind of punishment in the media if you say somebody has no chance. What other poll question suggestions? Fritz has got a couple polls. Oh, okay. Overcompensating, right, Tom? Overcompensating. Oh, overcompensating. Did any of the fired NFL head coaches deserve to keep their job? Yes or no? Without naming specific names, just do you feel like any of them should have still be the coach for next well, year? Well, you can name them. Like, do I think Brian Flores deserved to keep his job in Miami? Yeah. But, but there was some serious acrimony between him and Tua. You know, the, the more that you hear about what was going on, and I, he, wasn't, he didn't want Tua as his quarterback. He wanted Mac Jones. And reportedly told Tua that we should have taken Mac Jones. I think that they had to – the communication part of this – cannot be overstated, and I think that's why Brian ended up losing his job. Yeah, Paul. I know we got the polls, but i got to ask you, if you were Brian Flores, and a lot of people are speculating that the Houston Texans are going to call him, and that's why they fired David Culley, would you take that job with the condition that franchise is in, knowing what you know now, if you're Brian Flores? No, because Deshaun Watson wanted to play for Brian Flores in Miami. Well, Deshaun Watson has said he's not playing for the Texans ever again then why am I bringing in Brian Flores if Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play here? So I, I mean, would I hire Brian Flores? Yes. But am I going to hire him or would I hire Josh McDaniels? Like who's going to be interested in that job? What, what is enticing about Houston? And right now, very little, but 
I I could see them reaching out to Brian Flores. The Bears are going to reach out to Brian Flores. It's you know interesting that these teams who need coaches are going to reach out to a coach who just got fired by the Miami Dolphins. Like he's going to be a, a hot commodity here. That would probably tell the Dolphins or you know be a pretty good indicator of well he's still a pretty good coach. It looks like. Yeah, Seaton. I have a poll option that's a little lighter. Oh, than what we've been doing, but probably, arguably more important. Okay, more pressing issue. Okay, um, in terms of hot NFL coaches, is this the best looking playoffs we've ever had? Oh, Cliff Kingsbury, obviously super oh. stud, oh, no. right? Uh, Belichick, you got the rugged good looks of uh, Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel, guys who are their hotness underappreciated. Wow, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, Kyle oh, Shanahan. Wow, this is murderer's row of. Yeah. Okay. Of good-looking coaches. If we want to do a hot NFL coach draft, I'm just saying. It's it's out there today. <laughs> I'm not desperate for programming yet, but I'm not going to rule that I'm out. I'm just saying it's out there. The hot coach draft, hot coaching, playoff coaching draft. Yes, this is the hottest grouping of coaches uh, we've had. Oh, yeah, Paul. LaFleur is very popular in the uh, yeah. Wisconsin area, but he's an eyebrow trimmer waxer. Uh, he got called out a little bit by... Um, his quarterback the other day, that he takes well care of his eyebrows. Hmm. I don't know if that goes over well in the Midwest. Hmm. Yes. We, yes, Todd. Listed alphabetically, home team quarterback most likely to cost his team the game this weekend. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Wait, Dak Prescott. We were, we were on the coaching thing. We were on the coaching thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were interested in other poll options. Well, no, we were still discussing this. I think Todd said that the uh, hot coach thing had run its course. Oh, he was, he no, was not necessarily. On. I was just providing another option. Okay. But there are some good-looking coaches in there. Thank you, Todd. All right, we'll come up with a poll question. <laughs> Marcus Spears from the Mothership is going to join us. <laughs> going to be a long day. I think so. It can't really be Which more. Which wild than... card weekend game will have the most exciting finish? Thanks, Todd. Okay. Uh, Brian Greasy, it can't be any longer than three hours, right? <laughs> so my, the show can't be longer than three hours, right? This is sort of like the uh, wind chill thing where it's, yeah, it's eight degrees, but it feels, it feels like, like 20. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's three hours, but it feels like six. <laughs> it feels like it's Buffalo in here. It's like eight degrees, but it feels a lot colder. Damn it, we're that. just running the ball. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Spears from the Mothership. By the way, he's not the one who said that uh, the Eagles have no chance against Tampa Bay. It was Rob Ninkovich. Oh, no. Oh, we're, we're giving out names now. Yeah, I figured I should because I don't want to indict all the analysts there. So I watched a segment and they were saying, what do the Eagles have to do? All right, you held it for eight minutes. I did. They were saying, what do the Eagles have to do to make this a game or possibly beat the, the Bucks? And they went through what the Eagles had to do. And he went through all what the Eagles had to do. And he goes, at the end, but at the end of the day, they have no chance to win this game. Yeah. And they go, no chance. Yeah. And, and that's when I said, well, we got to come up with a punishment here. If you say somebody has no chance and they happen to win, then I have to sit you down for a week. Yes, uh, Seaton. And what makes it even worse is that while Rob Ninkovich is saying that, the graphic on screen underneath says, Ninkovich, Eagles have no chance. You're like, oh, <laughs> man. You don't even have to hear him say it. Just it's nobody's saying, dang, they got no chance. Yes, Paul. So that means in the pre-show prep, he said they had no chance to give the graphics people time to get that graphics <laughs> yes. together. So we had time to think about this. Yeah. Hey, we're going to break down the uh, Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, the Eagles have no chance. That's my breakdown. Okay. Or what if he didn't say that, but then the graphic said that, and he's like, wait, wait a minute. I didn't say no chance. I just said it's going to be really hard for them. I just, what? 
All of a sudden, he looks down in the monitor and he's like, wait, I, I never said wait, that. Wait, I never said that. I'm not saying that they have no chance. No chance. Not. All right, we'll take a break here. Just getting started on this Meet Friday. Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick show back after this. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real life person. You know. A human being who understands your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others with a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. You have Discover offering helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. And we call this live customer service. Live. Emphasis on live. Discover exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization op- uh, options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. This uh, audience, a very astute audience, wants to know Todd is working via Zoom. And uh, he has a big monitor where his desk is. And people want to know if the cone of silence would fit over <laughs> the monitor. Paulie, do you have the controls? I, I do, but I don't want to waste a good TV. You know I respect a good TV. I, I think that it would knock it over. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, let's, let's just try it, and I, I can have our cameraman Weeks or uh, you know one of the backroom guys just monitor it just in case something were to happen. And uh, here's the cone of silence. We'll bring that. We'll lower that down over Todd's monitor. We had issues yesterday with Todd zooming in from home, and let's see. Is, uh, is the cone of silence coming down, Paul? It is coming down. Okay, yeah. here we go. It's very dramatic. And, oh. Yeah, it, it, it's too narrow. We should have planned ahead. Mm, okay. We'll get our best people on it. I'll get a smaller monitor? Yes. Okay. Uh, Paulie wanted to know, here's the poll question, is Todd more awkward while in studio or working from home? <laughs> That's not necessary. It's really not. That's, it's Friday. Yeah, it's kind of... we got all kinds of food waiting for you. Everyone should be in a good mood. we got all these wild card games coming up. And you're still relentless with the attacks. I know. I agree. I got your back. And I think, Paulie, that's wrong. My bad. That's wrong. <laughs> Let's enjoy the game you know together. I'm going to stop. Studio on remotely. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sick of this, Paul. Let's stop it right that, now. We've got, we got a lot of fun guests coming up. Yeah, Everyone we should do. be in good spirits. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst and uh, contributes to Get Up and NFL Live and other programs. You can see him with Dan Orlovsky, Mina Kimes, Ryan Clark, Laura Rutledge every weekday for Eastern. And uh, you got football coming up Monday's mega cast. It'll be the Cardinals and the Rams available on ESPN+. Plus. Marcus, great to have you back. Are you a no-chance guy when it comes to, like, the Steelers against the Chiefs or the Eagles against the Buccaneers? Because I called out Rob Ninkovich. He said the Eagles have no chance. Well, if, if the Eagles win the game, Ninkovich should sit down for a week. He should be suspended for a week. <laughs> All right? He should, DP. He should. And I'm, I, I am absolutely not a no-chance guy. I played in this league. I've been playing football too long since peewee football yeah. in South Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to know that teams have no chance. 
Okay. Now, now there, there are, there are different levels to no chance DP. You remember those games when you were in like middle school and nobody was over four foot 10 and your whole basketball team was like five, seven and above. That's when you have no chance. But in the NFL, based on what we've seen, hey, ADP, I bet he would have said the Jacksonville Jaguars had no chance against the Colts yep. the last week of the season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I bet he would have said the Jets had no chance last year to beat the Las Vegas Raiders at the end of the game last year. So, look, I I, um, I have always been one of those guys that looks at matchups, that looks at individual performances. And if you got a guy like T.J. Watt on your team, you got a chance. And I, and I keep telling people that, and that doesn't mean that they're going to win the game, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance because they in the playoffs. And and I'm telling you, week nine, everybody probably said they had no chance in hell yeah. to get into the postseason. So I'm not a no-chance guy. When you go into the playoffs as a uh, former defensive player, it, is it spoken about trying to take the opposing quarterback out? Like you get it? Not out. Not, no, not no, out. DP. No, not out. I mean, if it happens, we're not mad about it. <laughs> Let me say that. If it happens, we're not mad about it. But it's a healthy respect, man. You know how it go. Uh, the, and the game has changed. I, I'm sure guys back in the old days would would have would have said yes to that. But when I played, we wanted to we wanted to rough them up enough where they couldn't be as effective as they were. But taking them out, if it just, if it's happenstance, then we we are not going to cry any tears about it. Like when I was in the division with, with the Cowboys, I wouldn't have been mad if we knocked Donovan McNabb about the game. I wouldn't have been mad if we knocked Eli out of the game. And I'm bringing up guys that stopped me from getting to the playoffs, Dan, so I'm still kind of sore. <laughs> <laughs> but that feeling, did you ever feel sorry for a quarterback during a game? Hell no. Hell no. I ain't even feel sorry for our own. So I know I ain't feel sorry for, for the ones. DP, DP, we out, we we are out there banging. I'm a, I'm a defensive lineman. We out there banging 60-plus plays a game, you know, and the quarterback get hit and everybody has a moment of silence and the whole stadium got to exit and re-enter the stadium to make sure everybody's okay. I ain't give a damn about no quarterbacks getting hurt or, or roughed up. I don't even care. All right, give me the underdog with the best chance of winning. San Francisco 49ers. And you know how much I love the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but the brand of football that they play is just difficult to, to sustain the level that you need to sustain for four quarters when they're going to keep coming downhill. They're going to be physical. They're going to stick to their game plan. They went down 17 nothing to the Rams last week and never changed their identity one bit. I will say this, though, DP. I really want the Dallas Cowboys to put this game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. I feel comfortable with that. Um, the and 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 look, I'm not a I'm not a Jimmy G detractor. I'm just not a a, a Jimmy G lover. I I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo like a lot of people trust him. When people say my body physically, DP, when people say Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to a Super Bowl, <laughs> I, I break out in hives listening to it. You mean the guy that threw eight passes in an NFC championship, led a football team to a championship? So if if you allow these guys to be, you know, the word that's been thrown around is physicality. Man, let me tell you something, bro. Everybody in the damn NFL physical. You ain't getting them checks. Or them direct deposits every week if you're not physical. You just have to last 
long. Most teams don't force you to play the run like the San Francisco 49ers do for an entire game. And you just got to make your mind up that you're going to be disciplined the whole way. But if Jimmy Garoppolo has it in his hands, I'll be drinking this clear cup of coffee watching the game. DP, does this make me look like like a like a small rich person with a clear yes. coffee mug? If if okay. your if your pinky finger goes up, Marcus, like then this? yeah, you look a little soft. Okay. I well, mean, nobody's going to say it to your face, but I can say it okay. via Zoom. You look soft. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at the quarterbacks with the most pressure. Yeah. And I know where I would start. I think this guy's got the most pressure. I'm, I'm curious who you think the quarterback who will be under the most pressure playoff to. DP, this is one, this one going to shock you because – the, the, the normal is Matthew Stafford. I think that's been yeah. like the overall Aaron Rodgers. Has anybody ever thought about that? Has anybody watched how that offseason transpired? The, the only way to keep this noise quiet is to go win a Super Bowl. Because, look, Aaron is, has played at the MVP level. I think he's the MVP. And, by the way, Aaron, Aaron is not my favorite guy. Okay, I don't love to see what Aaron Rodgers is talking about, but I do have a healthy respect for how he's been able to keep his game at this level. And he's been able to carry a team for a long time. But DP, we sitting here not knowing after a restructured contract, if he's going to return to Green Bay, he spent an entire offseason at odds with the franchise. He needed players, so they relented and brought in Randall Cobb, even though Randall Cobb has been hurt. They made some concessions for him. Does anybody think about Aaron Rodgers' responsibility to the Green Bay Packers and the rest of this football team? We expect him to at least make it to the NFC Championship, and that's where the buck has stopped for him for so many years. He got to get to a Super Bowl and win it, man. Or at some point, we got to say, like we do for every other star, he couldn't get it done. He just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Matthew Stafford and Josh Allen are one, two on my list. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would put Dak Prescott in there just because he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a year ahead of schedule. Because I, yeah. I, I don't know if they knew what they had in Diggs and Micah Parsons. Now they realize that, and you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Um, I you know, Ben doesn't have any pressure on him. Uh, Joe Burrow doesn't have pressure on him. Derek Carr doesn't have pressure on him. I, Brady always has pressure, but it feels like he he wants the pressure. He now wants, he's an underdog. Yeah. He didn't get the MVP. Now he's an underdog. He got a chip on his shoulder. I I I, I love that. I just don't know how good they are because that defense hasn't been yeah. what it was in the Super Bowl. Um, DP, DP, I tell people all the time, it's okay. It's not taboo to say Aaron Rodgers is under pressure. Like, how, how many years did we spend talking about Drew Brees in order to enter the conversation of the greats? We know Aaron's talent is unbelievable, but in order for Drew to enter the conversation of the greats, to have him be a part of the all-time top five or whatever you want to put in conversation, he needed more than one. Aaron Rodgers has been stopped in the NFC Championship a lot. Yeah. Now, imagine if this was – imagine if this was – uh, a LeBron James getting stopped in the Eastern or Western Conference Finals all of these times. 
the conversation that would go on. Imagine if this was the Yankees with when Steinbrenner and they had all of this talent and spent all of this money and they couldn't make it out of the conference, um, out of out of the series. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily equate pressure to if a guy is going to have the rest of his career or if he's going to be good. I equate pressure to how did you perform? What is expected of you? And then in Aaron's case, he entered a different nuance by the battle between him and the Green Bay Packers this offseason. So, I mean, I, I think it's a failure if they don't win a Super Bowl. It was all about nothing. Well, I look at the Packers in 2020, 13 wins. 2021, 13 wins. The defense in 2020 uh, ranked 13th. This year's team ranked 13th in defense. You have home field advantage. That Tampa team that, if they do come to town, will not be as formidable as they were a year ago. And Aaron has not done well in in title games, even when he's hosted those title games. Well, Peyton Manning went through this as well, where, you know, Peyton's playoff record wasn't very good. But... Um, do we hold quarterbacks, uh, you know, accountable in a different way than we do other athletes in, in other sports? Because you mentioned you LeBron right. and, you know, that there's certain sports or you know, baseball pitchers, players. But when it comes to quarterbacks, uh, we, our bottom line is winning championships. Yes. But it, I think people don't realize how Aaron has not performed, or at least the Packers haven't, when they get to the NFC title game. They're not DP because they're blinded by all of the greatness in, in the individual and the talent and the the balls that we see Aaron Rodgers throw and the wins and how much he accounts for. Listen, this is not a conversation about if Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer or one of the top quarterbacks ever. It's about his resume. The reason why we call Tom Brady the GOAT is because of championships. Tom Brady don't have a drop of the talent that a lot of quarterbacks we've seen have. Tom Brady don't have Elway talent. He don't have Dan Marino's talent. He don't have Steve Young's talent or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. But you know, in those moments where you need to be great is what we judge these level of quarterbacks on. And that's why he's considered the GOAT. He's considered the GOAT because you would put all of your money and your house on Tom Brady Mm -hmm. in the last drive of a football game to get his team to a championship. Aaron Rodgers has not done that. Now I'm mad. And Matt LaFleur last year, I believe that was a lot on him of not letting him have the ball in his hands in in the fourth quarter. But he also had three turnovers. He also gave the ball away in that game as well. So I don't I don't just subscribe to, you know, individual talent as making you to go as far as what did you do? How did you elevate in those particular moments? I fight with Dan Orlovsky about this all the time. Okay. He, you know, he goes to bat for every quarterback because every quarterback is good in the NFL. <laughs> but I tell him all the time, man, we're not judging Carson Wentz on if he can throw a touchdown in the first quarter of a football game when you on your first 15 play script and it's hard as hell for the defense to figure out what you're doing. We judge Carson Wentz when you're down to Jacksonville and you throw two damn interceptions or you make a bonehead play and fumble the football. We judge Baker Mayfield on the Cleveland Browns are good and they get the ball into the fourth quarter and he throws an interception in the Kansas City game or he can't get it done. And then that's where we judge quarterbacks. We see Aaron do that all year long. And for some reason in these NFC championships, he cannot overcome that hurdle. So we'll see if he can this year. I believe he can. I don't think his talent lends itself to not having that ability. He just hasn't done it. We're talking to Marcus Spears. Uh, 
NFL, uh, NFL Live Monday through Friday at 4 Eastern. And also, they have their wild card game. That'll be the Cardinals in the room. DP, look. I know. Look at you. I know. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, I got you. You sacked Brady in 2011. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. I yeah, I didn't even remember what happened, DP. I was just... <laughs> Like sometimes, you, you know, I tell people all the time, man, playing football, sometimes the play happens and it feel like you're bleaking. It's over. I whooped the I whooped the offensive lineman, whoever was in front of me, and Brady just happened to be in the way of the freight train, you know. So, <laughs> hey, I got hits. Believe this, DP. I, I, I was not a sack guy. I was considered a bust because of my draft pick. Because, you know, if you don't get over 90 sacks, then you sucked in your whole career, like playing the run and doing all of that stuff does not matter in, in the grand scheme of things. But I did hit Drew Brees. I sacked Drew Brees. I sacked Ben. I sacked Brady. I hit Aaron. Um, got a, got a pressure on Aaron. I think I sacked all of the guys that's going to go to the Hall of Fame or at least got a big hit on them. So I feel really good about that. How tough was Roethlisberger to bring down? He was bigger than me, DB, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> It's, it's 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 like it's like uh you know I'm watching this 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 show called Yellowstone which is one of the greatest shows ever I don't know if you guys have watched the DP if you have yeah, anytime have. watch Yellowstone I've been watching it's like when them dudes jump off that damn horse and they trying to uh, wrangle them little them little calves <laughs> that's how it is trying to tackle big man man <laughs> I liken him to uh, King Kong he's on the Empire State Building yes and those planes that come around him he just keeps swatting them. He's a, people don't realize how big certain quarterbacks are. Ooh, and huge. also certain, like Cam Newton, when, when him and Kelvin Benjamin walked on the field, I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a basketball team. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, it was a, a basketball team. Yeah, man. Yeah, listen, DP, when we play, so uh, funny story, I played Ben, when I was at LSU, we played Miami of Ohio when Ben was in college. Okay. And I remember Nick Saban telling us, hey, this guy's going to be a top top pick. He's a very good football player, and he's big. So you better bring all you have when you get in there to get him on the ground. So Ben has been like this. DP, You people look at the game, and they wonder why Ben can't move, because Ben has taken hits from guys the same size as him for a long time. Yeah. And he still – I don't know how the hell he in the playoffs – and I wouldn't – you got to be crazy to say that Ben has no chance in the playoffs, all right? Speaking of what we were talking about earlier, because I've seen him do this too many times. Great to talk to you, as always. You too, my brother. Love the energy. Have a great weekend, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. DP, send me one of them trinkets, man. I love them. What do you want? Please. What do you want? I don't know. The 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 – if that's not the old mic that you use when you first started doing radio, then I like that right there. I just want something so next time I'm on your show, you can see one of yours on my from my feet. Well, why don't you send a jersey and then we'll okay. put a jersey here in the man cave. And then when you come yes. on, we go to – I know Greeny doesn't put up one of your jerseys in the man cave there. No, on get you up. Know, I, told, I told you the first time. I don't fool with Greeny like that. Everybody think I do. I don't – I don't. me and, me and G ain't all that tight like that. No, nah, I'm just playing. He just got Jalen Rose. You know, he got all of these guys that uh, everybody knows. You yeah. got to be super famous for uh, nah. Greeny to put you You know, up. Dan Orlovsky offered me a jersey and I declined. Yeah. <laughs> Your show might get canceled. <laughs> I said, I'll take the jersey where you ran out of the end zone during a play. 
That's the one I want with Orlovsky. <laughs> Get him, BP. Love Thank you, brother. You, Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. That's Marcus Spears. Uh, I love the energy. I love we'll that t- dude. We'll take a break. We got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. God. The play, the play, play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Morant to his right around a screen from Clark on the perimeter. Finds Clark at the foul line. Into the lane. Out to Conchar. Left wing three. Ginning it up. Bring it up. Three on the board. John Conchar drills the triple. 15 points. 17 rebounds. That's courtesy of the Grizzlies Radio Network. Break up the Grizzlies, tying a franchise record for consecutive wins. That's 11 in a row. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by the DP Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. You can win that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. To enter, get rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz vans. I love when I get reaction from you on social media. When we have a guest on or it's a topic, you know, one way or another, I mean, I, I like that you're engaged. You know, when we have Ross Tucker on, Marcus Spears was great, but getting that reaction because I'm the conduit. When I have a guest on, I'm hoping that I can bring out the best in them. So you're entertained by that and you get stories. That's all I want. But when I get reaction and I appreciate that, And sometimes we get reactions like, why did you have that person on or, you know, whatever you're talking about. I don't I'm not married to it as far as you dictating how we program. But I do appreciate when we get feedback here one way or another, whether it's the products that we're selling on uh, DanPatrick.com, me piling on Fritzy, Paulie being snarky, all of those things. Why you don't like Paulie, but you don't have a reason why you don't (laughs) like Paulie. A lot of people do, though. (laughs) A lot of people do love you. No, a lot of people have reasons for not liking me. <laughs> I just want a reason. It's okay. I don't care if you don't like I know, me. I like how the, the woman who called and said, yeah, I don't like Paulie, but I don't know why. And then Paulie's like, he's, that bothered him more that <laughs> you didn't have a reason why you didn't like him. Yeah. Not that you didn't like him, that you didn't have a reason why. That's fine. 877 dp show Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. I, I watched Milwaukee and Golden State last night for a little while. And then I went, this isn't going to end well. I was done first half. I would say non-competitive Golden State Warriors. My Golden State Warriors didn't look good at all. And I know that there are uh, websites that you know track all of this stuff. Who's the MVP? And and you know that drives me crazy when it's week to week in the NFL. And right now, who's the early MVP candidate favorite? Steph Curry. Yeah, I would put Steph Curry there, but he's cooled off considerably since he broke the three point record. 
the Joker is putting up great numbers, and he doesn't have two of his best players, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. But it feels like the Joker got his award, and then the voters are going to move on. We told that story. Now we got to look for another story. John Morant is going to be in the picture here. Uh, the Greek Freak is in the picture. LeBron's been unbelievable. So and, and Kevin Durant. Like I think it's Kevin Durant. Uh, but I, you know, the the voters are going to look at what story can we tell? Well, John Morant. Memphis is a good team. It, it a really good team. It they got a lot of different weapons there it's it's a balanced team it's an interesting team to watch you may have to go out of your way to find them but they're a good team you should not be surprised that they're playing this well now do i think they're a title contender i'm not going to go that far but watch a game not just highlights watch a game get a better sense of how good a team is yeah Paulie. i hope it doesn't go this way but john morant when he came in the league was compared obviously to zion williamson Exciting players, two completely different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different styles, different looks. But now Zion Williamson has been on the shelf almost perpetually. Yep. And John Morant just keeps getting more notoriety. It's, they're going in the opposite directions. Yeah, and this was a topic we had when they first came out. And then we looked at who would you want to invest in long term. And I was worried about Zion. Just, you know, he, that body. It, he's, his competition is his body. And it's going to continue to be. And the fact that he hasn't played when he had off-season foot surgery. And I went, this is a big deal, folks. And the updates are very, very limited on Zion Williamson. And then it gets to a point where it's diminishing returns. Do you have him come back? Do you want him to come back? Yes, Eden. I have a listener-submitted NBA-themed poll question if you're interested. All right. All right. Biggest surprise so far in this NBA season. Both teams in L.A. at about 500. Um the Bulls number one in the East, mm. Memphis top three in the West. Other? Neither, neither? I would say the Bulls. Um, I'm not surprised with the L.A. teams. But uh, Memphis, man, that, okay. I'll go Memphis because the Bulls do have some star power there. Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan's been great. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine. You got Billy Donovan. Oh, by the way, people don't <laughs> might not remember that Billy Donovan is the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I would do Memphis because people they only know of John Moran. Coming up, oh, one of our buddies, Ross Tucker, is going to join. Nice, he'll join us coming up. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Meet Friday. We'll take a break. Seton, Paulie, Fritzy, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. 